like thinking about people who write a book or create a song, you know, they put hours and hours and hours in unspoken, unseen, unheard. And then they put in their passion, which is usually what, what keeps them going, the why to do all these hours of work without the reward. And then they put it out there to the world, to the universe, to whoever's listening and see if it sticks, right? And in doing so, some of the time it really works and they get rewarded for it. Some of the time it doesn't and that's just the way it is. You have to go again. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. There we go. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, sorry about that. I've just got this new batch of incense. If anyone who likes incense, I wouldn't recommend banana. I don't know what I was expecting, to be perfectly honest, but yeah, it's not it's not great. So we went with a different one. Now I can feel a bit more vibrant. So how's everyone doing this morning? It's a lovely Tuesday morning or afternoon or evening, wherever you are. It was a lovely day today, but it's starting to get a little bit cloudy at the moment. Um, I believe my mother-in-law has just arrived. I think I can hear her in the background, but let's move on. So what are we grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for my lovely family. I'm grateful actually for my partner and the ability to have a nice discussion. Often I find myself brainstorming with her quite a lot and it, you know, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing. And it's, um, sometimes she kind of shocks me a little bit, you know? Like, I don't think that our conversations go that way and she just comes out with great conversation and keeps the flow going and it's can be really enlightening. So I'm really grateful for the ability to have deep conversations with my partner. Um, I'm super grateful to my engineering days. I'm realizing today that, um, you know, I spent eight years at university, for those who don't know, trying to get an engineering degree. Um, and I failed a lot because I, I partied a lot and I, I liked the pub more than I liked the classroom. Um, but it taught me a lot. It taught me how to learn. It taught me how to be self-sufficient. It taught me how to gain knowledge. I didn't really fit in with too many of the classmates and um, I was found it hard to copy notes and get in the group tra- um, trading session, uh, study sessions. So I, um, I did find myself a lot of the time on YouTube or researching or in the, in the late labs at late nights trying to figure out the information. And it actually gave me a really good ability to self-educate shall we say and so usually in the moment you're like oh, i hate uni i failed xyz i mean i failed a lot of times um but 
when you can look back on things, you're like, actually, this taught me a really good, valuable lesson. And this gave me the ability to go out and teach myself and learn new skills and, you know, deal with failure as well. Like when I first, my second year of uni, I, I failed the same, funnily, funnily enough, it was a programming unit, introduction to C coding. And I failed it twice. And on the third attempt, um, they basically were like, you know, you failed this three times. We need to, you know, rethink doing engineering for you. And then I took six months off and went down the path of, hey, can I go through, you know, I had X, Y, Z happening in my life. Can I try this again? And um, I scraped through like a 52% in the end. And I'm like, oh, I hate coding. And funnily enough, now I spend my, I spend my spare time coding um, trading bots and I'm learning a whole new skill and I absolutely love it. And that's where I spend most of my time. So often some of the things we struggle with the most and some of the things we find the hardest and some of the things we maybe fail at the most amount of times is actually the things that we end up loving and being able to do over and over again and actually turn into a passion. Like when I was at school, English was my least favorite subject. I got my worst marks in English. And here I am currently trying to write a book and presenting and having a, you know, a, a presentation at call every morning and public speaking and um, completely different to what my uh, high school English teacher probably would have thought I was doing. But all this said, it makes me find gratitude in the things that I struggle at. You know, those, those everyday struggles and challenges, we have to find a way to um, find gratitude in them. And I think I was talking about this the other day. I think um, I'm a 40. I always say this wrong, but I'm a 40 is the Latin. I'm a fatty, sorry, which is the Latin phrase for the love of fate and just accepting everything as it is and embracing the struggles, the the good times, the bad times, and just loving fate for every aspect of it. And I think this morning or this afternoon, I've, I've found a great gratitude for my struggles in my past and the lessons that they've taught me. So it was a bit of a long-winded gratitude, but it really was an eye-opener um, to take that and understand that the struggles that I'm going through now and the upcomings and the challenges they're not the bad things. They're the good things. They're the things that push us forward. They're the things that I might look back in in five days and be like, remember how I spent a week trying to figure that thing out? Well, now I'm grateful that I actually did because I've learned a valuable skill from it. Right. So that was my mouthful of gratitude. I saw some gratitude coming in the chat. So I'm just going to have a quick flick through there because I always say that reading other people's gratitude or listening to other people's gratitude gives me a different perspective of things that I should also be grateful for. At walking. Um, good morning. Grateful that my best friend is my wife. Oh, I love it. That's great. That's awesome. Good morning. I'm grateful for the sweet opportunities that keep coming into my life. Yeah, sometimes I find that when you open up to opportunities, like they just start pouring in. And when you get in that vibration of abundance and acceptance and you just let things sort of come to you, you just find that one thing after the next, after the next, and the doors just start to open up. It's kind of like a, a spiral. And I think these can lead both ways up and down. And if we allow them to lead up the spiral going up to positivity, then can be very powerful. I'm grateful the technology allows me to listen to my listen to us this morning mindset. Yep, wherever I am, exactly that's great. I'm grateful for a supportive husband that is entirely on board with me, taking the time that I have needed to learn trading and to keep learning trading longer than originally anticipated. Yeah, I think it is for everyone. I think personally, and this is completely my own opinion, I think people get into trading thinking they can be successful in three, six, twelve months, whatever it is which is always unrealistic, but what you find after three, six, 12 months, you don't, some people are successful. Some people just blow the lid off this thing and they just run with it and good for them. But the majority of people, the 80, 90% of people, they come into trading 
thinking they can make it in the three six whatever their expectation is but what more often than not happens is after three six 12 months they go i'm not where i'm at but i see the potential and i want to stick with this or they go this is hard this is fucked i'm out of here <laughs> so i think often we have that anticipation that expected time as traders um, but after that time has passed, we either realize whether this is for us or not, whether we want to keep battling the battle and keep learning the skill set and keep trying to get the results that we're after. And if you're listening to this and you're only in the first couple of months, just know that this this is hard. This is a self journey. Like it's very few people that come in here, grab wind and are off within six months. Like very, very few. The unicorns are out there, but if you are studying this and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm coming into this to be rich in three, five, 10, 20 months, whatever it is, just understand that this is a process and it's not, and I always say this to people get, getting into trading, it's not about how long you spend on the charts, but it's how quickly you can pull back the layers of yourself to become the trader that you need to be. Now, trading is essentially very easy. You press a button, it goes up or down, you make money or you lose money. That is the simplicity of trading. What is hard is becoming a long, a longevity trader or have been profitable over a long period of time. And that's because our emotions and our human traits and everything that makes us human and who we are can get in the way of that. And we start to do things with emotion and we start to do things not with probability and we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. So it's not so much about how long you spend on the charts, but how fast you are willing to pull back your own layers figure out what it is that's holding you back, do some self-development, get into that subconscious and shift yourself into the direction that you need to be to be a good trader. Some people can do that in very little time. Some people have a lot more shit to get through and it takes them a long, lot more time. And some people work really hard and just tear through those layers and find out what the core, what's the issue is. And some people just idle by not really digging deeper. And those people tend to be here the longer period without actually making the results they're after. So yeah, longer than anticipated, that's a very common thing, but just don't give up on that. You just have to understand the process here. And part of the process is, and I say, say this a lot as well, trading is the best personal development program in the world. You get the best results from it and it's nonstop and you will continue to personal develop. That's how I see it anyway. Um, right, a bit more grateful for all the trading opportunities that i'm taking part in had a chance yesterday to do a training session on true shift trades nice okay so give me one second i'm just going to close this door i hear mother and grandmother playing with the child it's beautiful but it's very distracting because you know sometimes i'm like oh i want to see the giggles anyway so what i wanted to talk to you about today it's trading tuesday um where are we? So very often we jump on the charts and we think we are owed something. What I want to try and break down today is kind of why we feel that we are owed something over trading. And of course, what follows that is emotional trading. Now, we, most people uh, grow up in a society where you trade money for time, correct? Um, and this just isn't the case in most business, I would say, um, but very much so in trading. Now, there's four ways 
Um, and I was listening to, where did I hear this from? Alex, can never get his name right. Alex Masozi. Man, uh, damn it. <laughs> I, I can't think of it. Anyway, Alex Mosozi, I think it is, or Mosey. He calls himself Mosey Nation. Anyway, he's a great sales person. Um, he's got really, really, really quality um, content on YouTube. I'd highly go recommend. I'd highly recommend going to listen to him. But he talks about the four levels of leverage, which is how you sort of get ahead in life. Um, you know, unless we want to be working an hourly wage for the rest of our life, we have to sort of look into leverage and find out how we can utilize it. And so the four levels of leverage are labor. You can either leverage other people's labor, which is often what happens if you own a business. You have people working under you who do the work, who bring you the income. Um, leverage capital, which is pretty much what we're doing. So as a leverage traders, you will go in, you will find a place like a broker. You can put your money in. They will 10x it, 100x it, whatever it is that your um, contract sizing is. And with that, you can make a lot more money faster. So you can leverage um, your capital. You can leverage kind of like your time using media. So often when you print something or do something, for example, this call, I'm doing this call once, it'll be recorded and then it'll be put onto Spotify and people can listen to that over and over and over again. So I'm kind of leveraging my time here by doing something once and using other media sources um, to redistribute that information. And the last one is code. And so, you know, much like putting a bot, you build it once and then it just does the thing that it's meant to do over and over again. So really understanding leverage right and most of us are here because we want to leverage money to make up time chuck some ones in the chat if you are somewhere along those lines if you're here you know are you here for money for time or just you you don't mind either of those things but you want to just be able to work from wherever yeah we got some people in the chat saying yeah they're here for the same sort of reasons and i think that's what draws a lot of people to trading is they can kind of get a, a combination of these things they can work from wherever make a lot of money in very little time okay but what the problem is and this is time money freedom of choice exactly yet like i think that's the, the key aspects for what everyone wants when they come to trading but i think the thing is that often especially for scalpers i mean it happens for everyone if you're swing intraday whatever it is a lot of the time when you're new especially you jump on the charts and you're like oh, i've been on here for hours and i'm not getting paid it's because our mindset, so our attitudes that have been established over a long period of time is that we are deserving of money for time we spend. This is not leverage. This is one-to-one -one linear reward. It's instant gratification. It's um, the concept that I am worth X amount and I should be paid X amount due to the hours I spend doing something. And it's really hard because we need to shift this. Like if you want to get ahead in trading, you have to shift this mentality. You have to change this mindset from, okay, sometimes I will get paid. Like, like before I go down that, what, what makes you think, and please, if you have an answer for this, or if, if you have something that can help um, discuss this further, please chuck it in the chat. But what makes you think that without any training or understanding or people who come into trading, you know, after two months, I should be able to sit at a computer and make $40,000 in 30 minutes. Now, what is it that people think? And I, it, it, everyone had this thought, like, well, not everyone, lots of people have this thought and lots of people have this kind of attitude towards it. But why do I deserve to make 40K, let's say, in, in an hour of trading 
after just two months of doing something. The, like, if you put it in that way, do you think that's reasonable to expect? You know, it really, if, if anyone in the chat thinks that that's a, that's a reasonable expectation, then please put it in the chat because this is a really important thing to understand. And I think that lots of people misunderstand this. They go, oh, yeah, I've seen this person who's been doing trading for who knows long, how long, but they're making 100K a day trading. Yeah, they are. Fucking wicked. And it's possible. But that person has probably been sitting, banging their head against the computer screen for three, four years, getting nothing, and then been getting $2 an hour doing trading for another year and then been getting $20 for another year and then 200 and then 2000 and then 200,000. And that's why after seven, eight years, they're able to sit there and get that reward. Right. I want you to ask yourself, how much work are you doing for free? Because when you do leveraged work, you can't expect to get like an hourly, like, okay, I've got four hours working. So I expect four hours times my 10x leverage that I want. That's, that's not how it works. Like you have to, like thinking about people who write a book or create a song, you know, they put hours and hours and hours in unspoken, unseen, unheard. And then they put in their passion, which is usually what, what keeps them going, the why to do all these hours of work without the reward. And then they put it out there to the world, to the universe, to whoever's listening and see if it sticks, right? And in doing so, some of the time it really works and they get rewarded for it. Some of the time it doesn't. And that's just the way it is. You have to go again. But in trading, why is it that we sit on the computer and then we go, oh, I've been here for like two hours. I'm deserving of a trade. Put in the one, put some ones in the chat if you've you've sat on the charts and you've gone, oh man, it's been 40 minutes or an hour and I haven't had any trades. This sucks. Okay, I've got to find something. One lol, yeah. I've been there heaps of times. So many times I'm like, oh man. All right, let's just go for this one. It's been an hour. Like this should be it. That is the wrong mindset to have. And I have had that. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes I still have it. And I know that when I have these things, I, I'm aware of it. And I realize that my day of trading is shit and that I'm still making mistakes. But we have to try and figure out how we can shift that mindset from I'm deserving of X, Y, Z dollars or X amount of trades just from sitting on the chart. Does that make sense to everybody? We have to shift that mentality, right? And so a lot of trading, a lot of the, like, I don't know if you've heard of the iceberg analogy or the iceberg theory, whatever you want to call it, how, you know, we see this big iceberg, but usually it's only 10% of the actual iceberg and the other 90% underneath. That's like with any glory story, you see the, the 1%, you see them cross the finish line, you see the, the final account size, but you don't see the hours spent struggling, the hours spent learning, the hours spent developing. So next time you're on the charts and you're sitting there and you're going, man, it's been 45 minutes. Like I'm just going to enter a trade. I want you to think like how many hours have I actually spent not on the charts, learning the stuff, doing this over and over again that makes me think that I'm deserving of a trade right now. And like, don't get me wrong. If you're putting in the work and the hours, that's great. Like you should be rewarding yourself and acknowledging that. Um, 
but just note that unless you've been doing this for six, seven, eight years, you can't be expected to jump on the charts and get six figures, five figures, like every time, <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. Even four figures, if you're just starting, like it doesn't matter about the account size, but once you go through the years, I believe, and I'm not there yet, you know, I've still got, only got a couple of years underneath my belt. So I'm still really learning and developing myself. But once the years count up and stack up, then I think it becomes more prevalent that you're like, ah, I don't actually want to take a trade if I'm not seeing something like you'll, you'll pick up. And I, I, I've noticed it myself. I'll pick up days where I look at the charts. I'm like, this is messy. I'm here. My why is to take, make time. Like my number one reason for doing this is so I can earn just a reasonable amount in very little time so I can spend the rest of it with my with my son and my family. And so if I look at the charts and I see it's all messy and I'm like, okay, I can either wait like an hour and a half for this to sort of present something and like pull itself around and maybe maybe get into a nicer position and then try and take a trade. I can try and force a trade, which is never good, or I can just say, I'm here for time. Let's just shut it off and go come back tomorrow. Like it, the charts are still going to be here. Come back tomorrow. Or shut it off, and then come back in the afternoon. Because so much of our time, I mean, so much of our losses, I, I believe, come from that frustration of I've been on the charts for one hour and gotten nothing, or I've made a loss, and so my hourly wage today is negative. This sucks. I need to make that up. Like, chuck in the chat if you've ever had a loss and be like, oh, I need to make up. X, Y, Z because of the first couple of trades I made. Yeah, a few people. What about if you've ever been like, oh, I lost like 3% yesterday and the day before, like I need to get 6% today to make up. Chuck some ones in the chat if you've had that. So you're carrying it on from the previous days, right? So what, what, what that's doing is carrying on previous trades from the day, from that day and carrying on previous days in that week. And this is all really, really poor practice because what that's doing is saying, based on my loss today, I'm going to try and make extra. And what that does is that forces greed, that forces you to adjust your trading plan. It forces you, it forces you to adjust your trade management and it forces you to think in a state of, um, how do I put this? Think in a state of chasing, not leading. It's so much pressure and stress. Yeah, it is. It is. And honestly, if you're feeling the pressure and stress from a lost trade, get off the charts and come back tomorrow. Like once you start analyzing your trades and analyzing your emotions, and just for those who are interested, my emotional journal is coming along. I've got a bit more of a layout done and that should be coming hopefully out. I want to say in the next month, but you know, things with the little ones hard. So that's what I've found very useful for myself. And I'm hoping to make it like detailed and expressive for a lot of, a lot of other people to hopefully get the same benefit out of it. But once you start going down that path and realizing your trades and your emotions, you end up going, man, once I take a loss, like when I first started, once I took a loss that the rest of that. The rest of that whole session was was catch up, was emotion, was trying to make up for what I lost, was chasing, and usually that end up either just breaking even or losing more. It was like 90% of the time because I would let that first trade, which was a loss, 
end up affecting the rest of it. Like put some ones in the chat if you ever got if you were ever going through a trading stage where you go, oh, if I make it if I win the first one, then I have a good day. If I lose the first one, then I have a really shitty day. They don't ever thought that because I went through that for a bit. I felt and then I end up putting so much pressure on my first trade of the session because I was like, oh, cool, I'm ahead. Now I'm sort of in the flow and I can reach my daily goal. But if I lose the first one, I'm like, oh, it's so much harder now. Like now I've got to catch up. And I had this mentality of whatever happened on the first trade kind of set the that set the mood for the rest of the session. So if you've ever had that, like don't don't worry, you're not alone. But we have to shift that mindset. We have to change our attitude towards it. And this is what is so interesting about probability. Like the probability of an outcome should not be dependent on any previous factor. Like anything from the past it purely should be in the present moment based on xyz what is the probability of this outcome coming to the positive for a positive trade or the negative okay i've established the chances that it's going to be more likely to come to the positive and how much am i going to risk depending on the probability of it coming to an outcome and now what we're doing in finding an edge is going ah there are seven reasons to take this trade and one not to it's a seven to one this is very basic understanding of it seven to one probability that it's going to go in my direction and i'm willing to risk two percent to see if this if this is correct if you've got a situation where you're like oh there's four to three i am not so sure i'm only going to risk half a percent to see if this is correct that is also okay but just note that once you start doing that it's better off just to skip those trades completely. Like first step is to realize that the chances are not as high in this trade. So maybe reduce your lot size or reduce your risk. The second step, which you should hopefully transition to fairly quickly is to realize this is not the highest probability. I should skip it completely. Because trading is all about probability. And the probability that the indications or the edge that you've got will play out according to the emotion of the chart in a way that you're predicting. So as soon as we start going, ah, oh, I lost 2%, like I got to make this up. That's emotional trading. You, you like, as soon as you say those things or like yesterday I lost X, Y, Z. So today I've got to make up. That's emotional trading. Like if you can, if you can catch yourself saying those phrases and then either shake them or better yet skip that day and go, I'm clearly still emotional from yesterday. I'm going to come back. If it's a Wednesday and you go, I'm clearly still emotional from yesterday. Just enjoy the weekend. Like, Take the weekend off. This is the best part about trading is you can have extra long weekends whenever you so choose. And I can tell you right now from personal experience that the ability to assess your emotions and decide I'm better off sticking out is much more beneficial to you than going, oh, I missed a day trading. I, I'm losing a bit of flow because in all honesty, in my opinion, trading, the skill set of trading isn't that difficult. Understanding entries and exits isn't that difficult. Understanding your emotion and how to behave when you come across these things is extremely difficult. And understanding how to behave when you get these things wrong is even more difficult. Is this making sense to anyone? So check some ones in the chat so this is connecting with some people. One, two, okay, there we go. A few people coming through. Okay. So I really want you to think like the reward that you get from trading once you're there is extremely high. 
So is it reasonable to say it's okay to jump on, spend an hour and not get paid? Like think about the amount of hours that you might be doing, looking at courses, going over charts, back testing, like the amount of course material that you've gone through so far. Like you should have hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours of time you've spent learning. But then we jump on the charts to trade live and we go, oh, no, this, this should be paid. It should be paid time. No, it's just more learning time. And the best thing about trading is that the more you learn, eventually the more you get paid for learning and you keep getting paid for learning. So don't treat course material as learning and then live trading as payment. Treat all of it as learning. And the more you learn, the more you get paid. And it's just a compounding effect. Everything in trading should be seen in a compounding effect. Our accounts can compound, grow dramatically. Our learning, the more we compound our learning, you know, like the more we can take off the charts and the more we can progress our personal development and the more we can progress our accounts. Like I want you to look at it as in there's so far to go of learning before getting paid. And then you'll get a point where you start getting paid from the amount you've already learned. But as you increase that learning and development, then so does your so does your learning. Don't you don't get to a point of learning and go, I'm getting paid now. Okay. I can stop learning. That's good, sweet. Because your pay won't increase. The amount you, you make won't increase. You have to continue that learning growth and to continue the um the pay growth. Right. And so after that, you so you make a few trades and then what happens? We start overtrading. So this is another thing that um, is an issue is overtrading. So not so much forcing a trade um, and losing, but then overtrading. So we make one or two and we haven't made enough profit. Like if you'd make a trade and it doesn't go your way, but yet you get out at break even, you should be stoked because you've you've misinterpreted the the move or the probability went against you and you've still got a got out without a loss. Like that's a win. And if you start seeing that as like, oh no, I've had like three, like if I, I used to be like, if I've had three break-evens, I'm like, well, that just counts as zero because they're break-evens. Like, you know, I'm going to keep trading my three, four, five trades that I get. But no, because every little trade that you break even, it's still a trade. It's still, it's still, you've gone against, you've gone for probability and it's gone against you. And sometimes it just happens over and over again. So if you get out two, three trades of break-even, call that a day. Be like, man, three times I was wrong and three times I was lucky enough not to lose. And what happens is each time we take a loss like that, and unfortunately, because we're human and not robots, and we do have that part of our um, primal brain that just is really hard to remove. And now if you can remove that, you're going to be an incredible trader. But if you, can, if you can't, then you have to learn to handle it and understand it. And so what happens is every time we take a loss, so we, we take an extra trade or we're spending more time on the charts, that emotion starts to creep in. And sometimes it creeps in without you even realizing. And it's just a slow takeover. And all of a sudden you realize that like, oh, you've taken one. Okay. You've taken another broke even. Okay. Now you're kind of forcing this one. Okay. Now you've taken a small loss and now you're just entering things that aren't even good probability. And then you're losing. And now you're slamming your laptop down and screaming, ah, why did I make so many trades? Right. It's, it's a cycle. And it's because what happens is you can be very good with your emotions and have a very nice, calm demeanor and very good outlook on your trading plan and you can take two three trades and take losses and stay in that but with each little loss or each little time that you feel like you failed or made a mistake the emotion just ticks in a little bit and it just builds up 
and eventually it's, it starts to take over from the logical brain and then you start to overtrade and then the results sort of collapse. You know, lots of the time people will be like, oh, I don't have enough time on the charts. So they want to force a trade or I don't have enough money yet. I haven't reached my percent, so I'm going to force some more trades. Now, these are all things that we got to think about when we're looking at the charts and especially as we're starting and realize that we're not, we don't deserve a trade every time. Like that's kind of the point that I'm trying to get across here is like, we don't deserve a trade every time. And there's reasons for that. So just think about it. How much are you doing in the back end? How much are you doing for free? How much time are you spending? If, if you just do live trading, um, then expect to take longer <laughs> to, to become successful. I'm sorry. But if you're just doing live trading, getting off and not self-evaluating, not doing in, any introspect, introspection, ooh, not doing any emotional journaling, not doing any of the deep diving, then you're going to have to expect that this is going to take longer and that you're going to have to take more lessons. Because the big paychecks, the 10% the of people who make it, the, the easy money, shall we say, from the little amount of hours spent on the charts only comes from lots and lots of development and losses and understanding of who you are. And that often will mean having days where you look at the charts and go, there's nothing good here. Let's not force it. Let's not let our emotions go in. The probability just hasn't presented itself. I'm walking away. Right. I think that's kind of all that I was trying to get across. I may have said the same thing multiple times, but hopefully you've gathered an understanding of, um, you know, our risk to reward and what we're deserved and, and the fact that we are leveraging, um, we are leveraging our capital here and we aren't deserving of a one-to-one -one time to time to money pay. Patience with the charts, patience with self. That sums up exactly what I was trying to say perfectly in, in two lines. Very well done. Shelly, I totally agree with that. Patience with the charts and patience with self. If you can hold on to that, you will get there. And I think that's almost guaranteed. All right, does anyone have any questions regarding to that? If you have any, chuck them in the chat right now. I'm on my way. Yes, you are, definitely. Fire, great. Hey, Jake, I just had a thought. Do you mind if I share? Certainly, certainly. Feel oh, free. Okay, I always find when trading, and I'm still working with demo, I'm not even working with live funds yet, but when trading... When I talk it out loud to myself, it just slows me down and it just keeps me more focused. But um, my kids like have been athletes and a part of their evaluation is videoing themselves. And so I'm just like, holy son of a gun, like we as traders really should have a tripod set up in our you know office or trading room and actually be talking ourselves through these live trades and then turning around as a part of evaluation is watching that hour, 30 minute session and just being like, you know, just getting away from the emotions, stepping away from the emotions that you can be from just like a clean slate, really evaluating um, during that time where you got heightened emotionally or where you, you know, actually made some wiser decisions and so on and so forth. I actually think I'm going to test that out here over the next week just to see, um, yeah, what the outcome is that of that is. Because I just think like it removes the emotion and it gets you to evaluate from the cleanest slate possible and really see what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, a great idea. And I do have that with myself. When I speak right. out loud, when I'm doing a trade, like when if I'm running a trading call and I speak things out loud and I say them because I know that there's people listening, I definitely refrain from taking as, as many trades and I only take the best trades. When I'm 
sitting at home and I'm saying that out loud, I have good sessions usually. When I'm quiet and I'm a bit off my game and I'm not really saying things to myself and I'm just sort of going with the flow, I tend to find that I will make more mistakes or take take more losses. And I think your idea of recording that and self-evaluating that aspect is a great idea because you'll actually hear back exactly what you're seeing. And, and I'm sure that once you start watching yourself, you can tell by your tonality, um, you know, the way that you start to move or anything like that, even the smallest things, whether you're feeling emotion in that or not, you might not be able to tell in the moment, but definitely by watching back, you'll be able to see, okay, clearly there was a sign of emotion coming in there. Like what was that? And then you can even go back and cross-reference that with what was happening on the charts and be like, ah, okay. There was something inside me that wasn't thinking clearly about this. This was not as good as I made it sound when I was talking out loud, X, Y, Z. And I think it's a really, really good idea. And I'd love to, um, I'd love you to share your results and, and what you find from doing that. Yeah, I'll test it out and share. I'm kind of jacked about it right now. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah, good on you. I think it's a great idea. I really do. And I think if anyone else is willing to and has the capabilities, I recommend trying it as well. And I'd love to hear some of the results because I think it's a, yeah, it's a really good idea. It's perfectly down the line of self-evaluation. I, I will always say that the trader is made in the 20 minutes after the session. And um, you know, when it, in my journal, hopefully I'll be releasing, has like three phases where it's like, the strategy is made in the first phase, the money is made in the second phase, but the trader is made in the third phase. I go into detail about why. And I think that if you were to record yourself and look back at it, that's where you become a really good trader. So I think it's a lovely idea. Highly, highly recommend it. I'm all for it. Thanks for sharing. All right. Is there anyone else who has any comments or questions? Uh, chuck it in the chat. Otherwise, um, I will be loving you and leaving you there. Traders, I will see you soon. Anyone else who is on this call, I shall see you tomorrow. Speak to you tomorrow. But for now, there's no other questions. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoyed the session. Glad. Great day all. Awesome start to the day. It was great as always. Perfect. Thank you for many blessings. I'm glad people are getting stuff out of this and they're really enjoying it. Please spread the word. Um, I'd love to get more people in here, more community. I want to share with other people. Yeah, hopefully more great ideas like Christine's. Um, the more people that are listening and getting involved, they will be going up on Spotify. I'm trying to get it on the day, but usually it's coming about the second day. But for now, um, yeah, spread the word and we shall see you tomorrow. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.